0: we need to talk the acclaimed showtime original docuseries couples therapy returns with an addictive and revealing new season dr orna is back in session helping four new couples grapple with real issues from religion and sex to polyamorous power dynamics Collider says couples therapy is like nothing else on tv it's break up or
1: breakthrough on the new season of couples therapy now streaming with the paramount plus with showtime plan visit paramountplus.com to try it free
3: and curse the patriarchy.
0: We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating.
3: Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about Jesse Palmer's fluency in French.
0: And also the absolute bastardization of poutine, frankly one of the world's most important dishes.
3: But it's okay because Jesse gave them the weird ingredients and Jesse, as we all know, is actually Canadian and that is what this episode today is about. He's not just Canadian. (laughs) He is Canada, I think. Yeah, he should be on the flag. <laughs> That's actually what was blurred out on Maria's flag at the beginning. It was just a picture <laughs> of Jesse's face. They're like, this man represents us. So before we talk a little bit more about Jesse and his national origin, we have a little housekeeping. Um, everyone, if you missed it, we had a new like bonus series that launched last week. We're gonna be tinkering with this new uh this new kind of bonus episode where we really dive into an iconic couples relationship our first episode was taylor and travis 101 and we had so much fun talking with amy kaufman of the la times about like the impact of this couple why people are so fascinated with them and we really hope you check it out if you haven't had a chance to do so yet also, we are recapping Love is Blind Season 6 over on our Substack Rich Text. That's at com. There's a lot going on this season and actually a few couples still at this point after the first drop. So, <laughs> please join us in this journey. Our next episode will be coming out on Thursday. So, yes, get subscribed. And on that note, I think we're ready to, to get into This this episode in Montreal, we have a cold open again. Joey and Maria seem to be on a one on one finally. They're in the back of like a vintage car style white stretch limo. She's quizzing him on his French. We hear him say that he's tried to learn some, but it hasn't stuck. We actually later see that this is clipped in from an earlier conversation. But inside, we see her asking him to say, Je t'aime. And he says it, and she gasps and says, Merci. And he's like, what does that mean? And she's like, just say it again. And he says it again. And she says, oh, merci. I was so obsessed with this moment. I love it. Like, we talked last episode about Maria's masterful, like, role reversals that she's doing, where it's like she's the bachelorette and how this is typically a bachelor on the bachelorette move, like a man's move to make himself into the protagonist. Now it's Maria. She's the one hearing I love you. And she's responding, thank you. When have we it's ever so seen that? It's good. It's incredible. We have
0: not. Oh, it's great. Maria really hits her stride this episode. I am just fully on board with her. She is just doing, she's having a lot of fun and she's, she's creating a dynamic we just really have not seen very often yeah. on this show. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Me too. But before we get there, we have to go <laughs> to Canada. Yes. And you know some things about Canada there's geese. Yes. There's woods. yeah, And there's the Canadian flag.
3: <laughs> the three. And Jesse Palmer. It's crazy that we don't and get Jesse an Palmer. establishing shot of Jesse Palmer <laughs> as they take us through the Canadian forest with the reddening leaves and the honking geese. But we'll get to Jesse later. We see Joey in a brown jacket and pants because he's a man of the Canadian woods. And he says, we're in Montreal. It's beautiful here. <laughs> he really hit that here in a like a an accented way. That like, every time I rewatched it, I was like, that's the thing that's standing out to me most. He says he knows he should be feeling great, but he's really struggling. They're down to ten women, and he's excited. But he's falling for multiple women, and that scares him. As we will later learn, he's also afraid when he doesn't fall for women, it's very hard for him to be on this show. And so he's holding back in certain ways, and that's not what he wants to do. And he says he's really scared some of them will go home if he opened up about how he was actually feeling. And that things won't end up working out, just like... What happened on Charity season.
0: And also, so many seasons of The Bachelor. Well, that's where the, the thing.
3: Simply implode. Later, he says he has some type of deep feeling that this might not work out. And I was like, Is that deep feeling a basic knowledge of Bachelor history? Because yeah, that he's would do like, it.
0: He's like, I did get some hints about Clayton's season, and it seemed like it didn't go well for him. There's one season also, of The Bachelor that has Colton gone basically exactly also, the way everyone wanted.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sean Lowe, we yeah. salute you. yeah uh,
0: bachelors tend to implode although he is coming off of that good gary energy
3: yeah no i think he might be getting they clearly also really supported zach to the end although it didn't go perfectly smoothly to try to make that season turn out well and i think they're doing their best for joey but if you feel like things might not work out it's probably just because you know what's happened before (laughs) um but i think we do have a little clip of his in the moment where he really like excavate some of his feelings of insecurity about being The Bachelor.
1: I'm trying to do my best to express how I feel and, and show who I am. It's just, it's hard to do that while also trying to be fun and be more light. And sometimes that's just not me. I'm not, I'm not this like super energetic, here we go, Joey. Like that's not who I am. I just feel like sometimes people expect you to be a certain way. And it's just like, is it really me? I don't know. Why do you feel like you need to be perfect? I don't feel like I need to be perfect. I feel like people expect me to be. most of my life, I've been struggling with the fact that I don't feel perfect. I feel like there's a lot of, that's wrong with me. And you like try to work through it, and it's tough. But, I've always been my biggest critic, and I'm afraid of someone not accepting me for me
3: oh my god where did they get this this transcript of my therapy sessions this is wild
0: (laughs) i'm like not only am i not perfect but no one expects me to be
3: perfect and i'm offended by that Yeah, actually that's true (laughs) i did feel like he was speaking directly to the audience he was like i can hear you out there saying that i'm perfect and it's really putting a lot of pressure on me (laughs) please stop i the minute I start to see Joey
0: tear up, like I immediately start sympathy crying. It's just I'm so I'm so into this this bachelor. It's really I know. It's really a bad luck for me.
3: They've I, I agree. Like we're we're really showing our asses here, but we are obsessed with Joey and we want him to never be sad or in pain. And when he opens up and gets vulnerable about his insecurities, like all we want to do is rush in there and give him a big hug in the Canadian woods. But I thought it was also really fascinating that they, like, showed this because we know that Bachelors and Bachelorettes, it's very stressful. They all have these moments of insecurity. I don't think we tend to see this level of, like, heart-to-heart on screen. Like, we'll see, like, little bits, like, I'm starting to worry about this or I'm worried this won't work out. But this is just almost sort of, like, a random in the moment. It's not coming off of any big shock to him where they're just like, tell us more about why you feel inadequate, Joey. And then they're showing us that as if to say, like, you're the reason audience that he feels this pressure, but also don't you just love him even more for how he's like talking about it (laughs) so vulnerably?
0: Yeah, he's actually more perfect because he thinks he's not
3: perfect. He doesn't know he's so beautiful and perfect. And that's what makes him... Perfectly Joey. That's what makes him beautiful. Uh, I also found
0: it pretty interesting that they included him talking about, in a way, the labor of being the bachelor. Yeah, You know, he says, it's hard to to express how I feel while also being fun and light. And, And to me, that is speaking to the fact that this job requires... The Bachelor to always be on and in host mode and making everyone feel comfortable and setting the tone. And he's tired and insecure. And yes, I think you're right. I'm sure so many, probably every single lead has moments like this. But with Joey, that's part of the persona that they want us to To really have a sense of.
3: Yeah, it's true. It is literally emotional labor, a term that is often misused. He's describing emotional labor and how taxing it is. And it's funny because they have shown us a Joey who does seem super energetic. Here we go, Joey. I was like, what do you mean that's not who you are? That seems like a, basically who you are. Um, but... It's taxing on him to maintain that and to be camp counselor Joey all season. So, it's interesting that they're letting us see that side of him. They're they're like taking their own advice almost. Like you have to open up and be vulnerable to let someone fall in love with you and they're they're like maybe we should do that with The Bachelor. Interesting thought. They and they are in <laughs> fact letting us fall in love yes. with him.
0: So, we cut finally to classic introductory shots of the streets of Montreal upbeat music all of the women are walking around in their coats shouting bonjour they're standing in front of big signs that say bonjour montreal yeah
3: they're doing all the
0: classic style if you will <laughs> yeah i was just i was just really having a hard time during this date and trying not to just figure out every spot that they were at because i i did live in montreal for four years for college and I was just like, "Oh, where are they? Oh, where's yeah. Where's
3: the where's that Fairmont?" Emma's gonna have to drop the <laughs> Instagram carousel of all of the times that she was pictured at a place that appeared on this show. The side I by am side, Joey, you. Are... I think we could really connect. We could really connect over <laughs> uh, you it. You no, should no, just, just like pop wandering. up and be like, "Don't you want to spend the stay in Montreal with your favorite person who went to college in Canada?" <laughs> it's me. <laughs> uh, Leia gives an in the moment about. Everything Canadian she knows. She wants to chug, chug a gallon of maple syrup. She's heard the bacon here is different. And she would love to ride a moose. A, a moose. She would love to ride a moose. I actually don't know where she heard this about Canada. There are moose in Canada. Right. That's
0: true. Yes. Who told her she would I get don't to ride one? I don't think they're the traditional riding animal. And certainly not... <laughs> In the downtown of a very bustling a traditional city. Traditional riding like, moose.
3: I, I, yeah. I
0: just, I love the way that they talk about Montreal as if it is like the wilds of Canada and it is an extremely
3: populous, cosmopolitan yeah. city. Yeah. The first word I thought of was cosmopolitan when I think of Montreal. <laughs> uh, Maria shows off her conversational French because she is, of course, Canadian by rehearsing her half of a conversation with Joey, asking how he is. And she says, I'm really hoping Joy wants to spend his first day in Canada with his Canadian. She, like, twirls her she, scarf. I think she says his,
0: yeah, his favorite Canadian. She says both, there's actually. a bunch of them. She says both.
3: <laughs> she's like, why wouldn't he want to spend it with his Canadian? Then later she's like, of course he wants to spend the day with his favorite Canadian. <laughs> this is she, her life. She, yeah. she realized that there's, like, five other
0: Canadians left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she Or maybe just two. Is Lexi the only other one at this point? I can't keep track maybe. of the Canadians. They're everywhere. They're thick on the ground. <laughs> Uh, Jesse is, as we forecast earlier, as happy as a pig in shit because he fucking loves reminding everyone that he is a Canadian and he speaks (laughs) French. Nothing makes him happier than, like, starting a group date somewhere where French is the language by just speaking French to everyone and watching the looks of wonder on all of their faces. (laughs) Like, this guy, he speaks French? He's like, yeah, I actually call Montreal my second home, and I'm so proud. And everyone says, I love it. It's so cute. I love Jesse. Me too. I just really, I really love Jesse. He reminds them that uh, the official language he, in the province of Quebec is French and he asks Jess and Jen some questions about their feelings for Joey in French and of course, they simply say, oui oui, because that's what most people know how to say in French. In her in the moment, Jen reveals that she learned how to say, I'm not wearing any underwear while studying abroad, but she doesn't remember how to say it anymore. And I just have questions about where she studied abroad that she learned how to say something in French, but it was only, I'm not wearing any underwear. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was wondering that as well. Tell us more, Jen. So Jesse reveals that this week will begin with a group date and it will happen right now which means that the two women not invited on this date will both get one-on-ones. Jesse then just verbally reads out the invites on the group date. Daisy, Caitlin, Kelsey A., Jen, Rachel, Lexi, Leia, and Jess. This means that Kelsey T. and Maria are getting the one-on-ones, and that leaves Leia and Jess, I believe, as the two women. Oh, and Caitlin, yeah. who have not, as the three women, who have not gotten a
3: one-on-one. I wish Caitlin would have gotten a one-on-one. I can't bring it, bring myself to feel sad about Leia and Jess, but they're Same. pretty bummed. Leia's like, it sucks. I'm not jumping for joy that Maria got a one-on-one. And then in her in the moment, she says, I'm just reading for myself in a way that it sounds like the producers asked her who she was reading for.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They... <laughs> Poor Leia, just really getting in her own way yeah. to the end. And the show is doing their best to, to leave us with a not
3: great impression yeah. of her. Yeah, yeah. The edit is pretty brutal of Leia. Yeah. Uh, the group date is a scavenger hunt through Montreal. Joey greets them all in the city, and he admits to them that he's been struggling because he's been having a hard time expressing his feelings. The clues are in French, and they left the main person who we know is good at French at the hotel, but I guess Lexi also knows some French because she figures yeah, out... she's Canadian. She's also... She's not listed as being Canadian in her Bachelor bio. No, she...
0: Yeah, but she says it. Yeah. She's, she's
3: from Toronto. She's from Ontario. So she would have learned. Yeah, it's confusing when they're like, I'm from Atlanta. Like Katie on Zach's season. Yeah. They're like, I'm from Austin. I'm but from Austin, actually not. but she's Canadian. Yeah, so yeah. fortunately they have a sneaky Canadian to decipher that they need to go to a boutique to pick out a souvenir. They talk to an older local couple, of course, who like accost them and, and, and are like... Why are you in Montreal? And they ask in both French and English, as you do when you are in a sort of bilingual nation. I mean,
0: look, when you enter any
3: store in Montreal, they say, bonjour, hi. I love that. And give you the option. I love that yeah. so much. Beautiful yeah. city. Joey says they're all on a date, and the couple teaches them some romantic phrases like je t'aime, which apparently he immediately forgets. And in his in the moment, Joey says, "French always sounds like such a beautiful language, but it doesn't sound like that when I say it. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I feel you, Joey, because when I try to do a French accent, it is absolutely disastrous. Yeah,
3: there's a fine line between like the delicate like guttural R's and stuff and just like sounding like you're trying to hack something up, which is what it sounds like exactly. When I do it.
0: It's yeah, yeah, it sounds really bad when
3: I just I've given up. <laughs> they end up at a restaurant, apparently Jesse's favorite restaurant. Uh, there is a signed photo of him. Uh, behind the chef who greets them. So good. (laughs) And the chef is like, I'm going to show you how to make poutine or poutine. Jesse dropped off a bunch of ingredients. I love that Jesse is not the restaurant supplier.
0: (laughs) Jesse's the restaurant supplier. And he's like, I have a lot of ingredients that are relevant to making poutine. Like all of these things that you would never find in poutine. This is
3: a setup like what they are they're, they're going to get fun footage out of everyone just making poutine with like the cheese curds and the gravy. No, they need someone like Jen to put pineapple, chocolate and hot sauce on her fries. Look, she is an innovator. Yeah,
0: <laughs> pineapple, chocolate, sriracha. Oh a my classic, God. a classic combo. Everyone
3: is so aghast. I believe we have a clip of of Joey dealing with this.
1: The person that's making the worst decision right now is Jen. That is not how I would make a poutine, but Jen's doing really well today, giving little moments that are making me feel special. Might as well oh do my it. God, it. So
2: bad. Like
4: little, little touch. Um. <laughs> God. There's there so much go. going on.
2: <laughs> out of ten, what are we thinking?
4: <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: Oh, four out <laughs> of yeah. ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Something about this episode, like, <laughs> truly broke me. I rewatched this moment of Joey <laughs> tasting her poutine, like, five times, the way that I used to, like, tape the moment of, like, Nathan kissing Haley on One Tree Hill when I was in high school and rewatch it so many times. It was like that. It was giving me dopamine hits. Why? Me too. It's just so because cute. Because
0: the way, the way he says it, he's
3: like, ja. it's, it's just, just it so natural.
0: Natural.
3: Yeah, how, wow. how many of these shows have we watched <laughs> and, like, we rarely see people interacting in a way that seems like an actual couple that is natural and comfortable, like, giving each other a little bit of shit. It's so yeah, cute. I'm,
0: I'm getting that vibe both in Joey's dynamic with Jen and also in his dynamic with Maria. Oh, yeah, we're gonna dig deep into that yeah. later. And it's really, it is, it, yeah, it just, yeah. it
3: really gives us something we (laughs) apparently needed because I'm giddy. I'm like, make every season like this. I'm enjoying this, and it's not because of people crying, which is so weird. Uh, Kelsey, A, meanwhile, is really struggling with going back to the group date setting. Jess is getting really defeated after still not getting a one-on-one. At this point, No one's happy with the group date setting. If they haven't had a one-on-one, they don't understand why. They feel ignored. If they have had one, it's really hard to go back to the group date after getting that really strong hit. Because especially when you get a later stage one-on-one, when he already knows you a little bit. It's intense. It starts to feel like he really picked you. And then you have to go back to being in a group with, like, eight other women
0: I also think that the only person who really has the personality to thrive in this setting is Jen.
3: Oh, yeah. She's killing it. Which is why she
0: does. She's killing it. And I just related to Kelsey because I would be the person that would get so in my head that I would just retreat to the background yeah. and not want to compete for attention and feel gross and anxious. It yeah. just, it I, I felt for all of them, it seems hard. And I was very impressed with Jen.
3: Yeah, Jen is like great at like finding those ways to get his attention by having a cute little bit with him, like the gross poutine, grabbing a kiss. And she doesn't seem visibly, you know, shaken, da- shaken by all the other women being there. Meanwhile, Kelsey and Caitlin are struggling so much they take a moment on the side at one point to kind of commiserate about the, how this is the hardest group date yet. Kelsey is almost in tears. She's like, I feel insecure. I'm not an insecure person. But after the restaurant, there, this is like the, even the most challenging part, I think. They, they come across a, a, an accordionist and they all dance together. And of course, there are like eight women mobbing Joey, trying to get a chance to be his dance partner. And there isn't enough time to dance with all of them. And then Joey initiates a dance circle Suddenly, somehow he's in the middle <laughs> while they dance around him and he's like, I feel like I'm about to be executed.
0: <laughs> I was like, this really is giving midsummer vibes. Like Kelsey A says later, it felt very culty. And yes, all of the correct vibes have been identified. It's it really uh, Joey is the maypole. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But despite how hilarious this moment is to me personally, the women are having a hard time with it. A lot of them are really on the verge of tears throughout a lot of what we see. They all end up playing street hockey together, and some of the women are, like, grabbing kisses, but that's even harder for the more, I think, shy women to see, and it's just like they're all in a very fragile place by the end of the day, date. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the night portion.
1: Can you keep up? I
2: like love.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by so quickly. I can't believe it's already almost summer. And I actually have kind of accomplished a lot of my goals for this year so far. We now have like a pretty good routine for our family, which was like kind of ruining our life at the beginning of the year, having an extra kid in the mix, an extra school run. And I look back and I'm like, wow, we really like pulled together, figured out a way to make our household work as a team. And I just want to keep that energy going through the year. Just like functioning at top capacity.
0: When life goes so fast, it's important to take a moment and really
3: celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year.
0: Therapy can really help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months.
3: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
0: It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
3: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com love to see it today to get 10% off your first month.
0: That's betterhelp.com help, slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola.
3: Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com.
0: One in five Americans have learned a new language on their
3: bucket list.
0: If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel.
3: Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works.
0: You don't have to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that just don't really help you speak a
3: new language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, which personally I think is actually one of the sneaky hardest parts of learning a new language.
0: I used Babbel to brush up on some basic French before I went to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful to help me just get around the city and order food and purchase things without looking totally ignorant. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash
3: LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled
0: B-A-B-B-E-L.com
3: slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: And we are back and it's the night date. And Jess is already fighting tears. She feels like tonight is make or break. Lexi is also nervous. Frankly, all of the women are struggling. They're in their heads. They need reassurance. Yeah. And it's clear that this is the week that Joey is also struggling. Things seem to have taken a turn where everyone is feeling the weight of their connections and the pressure. And they all genuinely are into joey at this point
3: yeah and he's genuinely into enough of them that it's getting tricky to think of who to send home
0: yeah frankly after this week i was like his his final yeah six plus lexi i think he is genuinely so into yeah i
3: think he's like staring down the barrel of like i'm gonna have to start sending home women that i actually like and that's when the question arises of like what if i send some home someone i actually like and then someone else i kept who i actually like doesn't like me back. That's, like, actually a bad decision. Like, the pressure's right. on. So as they all sit, they, they all talk openly with each other about how hard it is to see his other connections right in front of them. Rachel's like, I'm comparing myself to you guys because you're all so amazing. <sighs> Joey comes in, and the vibe is noticeably very downbeat. And he's like, is everyone okay? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I really believe it. <laughs> I
0: actually loved this moment. Just another moment where Joey reads the room so easily.
3: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was not a subtle message. <laughs> it was obvious. They were yeah. like, hi, Joey. They're like, yeah, we're
0: fine. hi, hi. And his
3: in the moment. He's like, they seem sad. I think I need to start sharing my insecurities and fears as a way to cheer them up. <laughs> <off." laughs> he's like, I'm also <laughs> depressed. Depression <laughs> together
0: is happiness. Misery
3: does love company.
0: It really does. So he grabs Caitlin first. She is tearful and struggling in her ITM. And she almost immediately starts crying when she sits down with Joey. She says that it's hard for her to see his connection with the others and just deal with the fact that she hasn't had a one-on-one. She keeps apologizing for crying. And Joey is assuring her. And he's like, I want to know so much more about you. I'm glad that you're sinking into this. But it. it I think he really likes her. But it just is yeah. the type of connection that is notably less yeah. settled than yeah. some of it's the others. Yeah, it's
3: behind. Like, you, you, we've reached yeah. the point where the women that he does feel really strong about, he'll say things like, I have no doubts about us. I really see right. a future with us. And with women like Caitlyn, who he has not even given a one-on-one to yet, there's a reason for that. And so he'll say things like, I want to know more about you, which I'm sure is true, but it doesn't mean that he really sees anything romantically with them. Especially because there's just not more time. Yeah. So (laughs) next, uh, we get some time with Kelsey A. And this is so different. I think it really throws it into relief. She's like, I want to be honest. I'm not an insecure person, but today there are a lot of emotions from last week. I kept trying to get myself in there, but I also want to feel wanted and not like I'm in the background. And that's how I felt today. And Joey, like the way that he responds to her, also felt like such a rom com moment. He's like, You don't deserve. This is like a big climactic declaration. He's like, You don't deserve to ever feel like you're in the background. You can't be. It's impossible for you to be.
0: My God. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize people spoke like this ever.
3: It's so romantic. I've certainly never been spoken to like this. Me neither. <laughs> and he's like, you have so much warmth and brightness. I have zero doubts. I mean, she's, again, final two. Yeah. Major runner. runner vibes. He clearly, yeah. he's like, basically, like, I was excited to see you today and tell you, like, how much I noticed you today. And, like, how, how like, drawn he's I am just to you. so, so, into, so into her. and so drawn to her. Uh, and then she says, I told you I'm a klutz and that I fall fast. And then she kind of mutters... I'm falling for you. And he's like, did you just whisper that? Say it one more time. (laughs) And she says it again. And they kiss. And he looks so happy. And Kelsey also afterwards is beaming. She's like, my cheeks hurt from cheesing. Joey gives me so much validation. I'm back up in the clouds. Yeah,
0: these two are. It's on for these two. Yeah. Then we see Lexi approach Joey for a conversation. Um, She has a practical question. She needs to see if they're aligned on timeline does he want kids for real and like if so is that urgent in the way that it is for her she's like does he want to move to the suburbs does he want a minivan he immediately need to figure
3: it out yeah the minute they sit down he checks in with her he's like i noticed you seemed a little off here and there during the day and she's like you're so observant thank you for saying that It's, first of all, really hard to see those other connections at this point. But also, I've been thinking a lot about timeline. What is your timeline for, like, marriage and kids? And he says, you know, in my head, and this could change, but in my head, it's a two- to three-year engagement. And then a couple of years to really enjoy the marriage before having kids. This is, like, a five-year timeline. Lexi is 30. She has fertility challenges, and she wants kids. So that is obviously not a good timeline for her. You can see her face fall when she hears that. Yeah, And she tells him, Ugh. you know, that response really shows how seriously you're taking this. And she's like, I really needed this talk. I've never had anyone be so caring. You've really showed me a different type of affection that's patient and kind. And he says, you're amazing. I have to say that when she responded to him, I was like, it's already over. Like that was sort of like a breakup response she's like basically thank you for what you've given me you're wonderful
0: yeah i think that she needs time to really fully come to that realization but there's a big part of her that knew in that moment that like that's just it's a very reasonable timeline for joey but it's not going to work for lexi right and that's that i i actually found this split between the two of them to which we'll get into more later but to be so interesting because it is such a real and reasonable thing for both of them. Totally. To
3: articulate. And I think what Lexi yeah. was really looking for, because he's so into her and he says he's open to changing it, I think that she could have maybe pressed a little bit and been like, what yeah. if we, what if, if it were me, like, would we be able to do it sooner? I think she was sort of like, I want him to be enthusiastic about it if he were like. You know, I'm flexible. Like if I'm with someone who really wants to start sooner, like we could start sooner. I really want a family, and like if it starts next year or in five years, that. But he had a timeline in mind, and you can see her being like, "It's probably over because I don't want to be the reason that he's pressured to completely abandon that timeline. It's just too much on the relationship.
0: Oh, yeah. it's a
3: lot." And she, she, you know, yeah, she says afterwards she needs to process the conversation, but it, it seemed to me like. A part of her knew it was kind of over at that point i totally agree with jen joey toast to a group date where she made him feel special he's always like you did really you did such a great job she did a great job with making me feel special jen is always doing such a good job and she's like you did a great job with these little touches and looks and some dumb conversation she's like dumb conversation he's like well like a good dumb conversation
0: yeah, he's like, I need some lightness, and
3: you you bring that. She's an escape for him. She's a break from, like, the constant, like, seriousness. Not that she doesn't have a Wait. serious side to their relationship, right. but that it's not always in the foreground when they're interacting. And then Jen says that she is falling for him. And he says, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The way that they interact is like so interesting to me because I can't quite tell if they have like a really amazing romantic chemistry or if there's an element of it that's a little bit like he's coaching her. Like there's a little bit of like, good yeah. job, Jen. Like, oh, you're saying that you're falling for me. Way to go. Like hitting this. You know what I mean? It's like right on that edge where I'm like. it, It is, which is why I'm
0: curious to see how things play out next yeah. week because I think they have a great connection. But I do wonder if it doesn't Rise to the level of, I want to meet your family.
3: Yeah, I'm really curious about that. She says that it scares her. And Joey says, Hearing that gets me so excited about what could continue to grow. That's what she said. (laughs) There's a lot of that was way better. (laughs) That was an even better one than the later one that actually happens on the show, by the way. That's a true that's what she said. Uh, They kiss. (laughs) I almost expected them to start laughing because it was such a, like, blatant accidental double entendre. But um, after this, we see Joey saying that he's on cloud nine and wanted to jump up and dance after she said that. And he says, when you hear someone say it to you, you know. I feel like I'm getting closer to being ready to say it. This is what perfectly sets up, of course, the interaction where he hears it and he knows in a bad way.
0: Yep. So at this point... It's time for Joey to talk to Jess, and Jess is absolutely spiraling. I mean, the thing is that Jess has a. I think that Jess has a sense, yeah, that their relationship is not going that well, and she is trying to stay calm, trying to pump herself up, but it's just, yeah. it's a shitty situation. Yeah, she says like, "Stupid Jesse, you're good, baby." Yeah, you're and good, like an baby. Austin Powers in <laughs> like an Austin Powers voice. Yeah. And when she finally gets time with Joey, she does tell him, you know, the group date was hard. She says at the beginning, she was excited. You know, any time with him is time well spent, but it was difficult seeing his other connections, especially because she hasn't had a one-on-one yet. And this is when she tells him she's falling for him. And he looks like a deer in headlights. Yeah, He looks frozen. Smiling, but not in a great way. She says it's just scary because she hopes he's feeling the same things. And it's clear that Joey has to admit now that he is not feeling the same
3: things. Yeah. And he just had this moment, uh, according to the edit at least, with Jen, where she said it and he felt amazing. And now he's having a moment. And with Kelsey too, with Kelsey A, he felt great when he heard both of them say that. And he is not feeling that right now. So what does he do about it? And he says, you know, to hear something like that, it feels so good. The problem is you kind of feel like you should be able to picture it. And I don't know why, but I just haven't been able to get there. And he tells her that he knows it's not easy to hear, but she deserves his honesty. She's unbelievable. She deserves the world. It's not right to keep her there. Jess's face falls, obviously, but she says it's okay. And he walks her out. This is the first time I think we see Joey send someone home outside of a designated, like, rose ceremony or two-on-one setting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he did this. It was the right thing to do. Ironically, right after our buddy Nick... Vial made headlines by saying on his recap that joy was too much of a people pleaser to do this and it's true nick was very like cutthroat he was constantly sending people home on his season and this was exactly one of the heuristics that he talked about which is like when they said something to me like i'm falling for you if i didn't feel it in that moment that's when i knew so he was constantly sending people home right after they said that they were falling for him um and it's, it's, you know, it, it works. It's a tried and true strategy. But I, I think Joey did the right thing here. Yeah. And also
0: we see that this is going to start taking a toll on Joey to send
3: anyone yeah. home, even people who he knows that it's not right with. He is a people pleaser. I don't think that, like, it's such a terrible thing to say that. No one is, no. like, the per- absolute perfect person. And... Joey does have this, I think, fear of hurting people that can make being The Bachelor really hard. That doesn't make him a bad person or even a bad bachelor. No, honestly,
0: I would have similar instincts if yeah. it was me. Like, the, like I think when you are a person that prides yourself on your empathy, you can do something where you put yourself in the other person's shoes so intensely mm-hmm. that you start to, like, it goes on overdrive a little bit.
3: yeah. And the key with being The Bachelor is just that you have to be able to do what Joey does here eventually and say, like, well, it's hard for me to do this. I want to just say the thing that's going to make you happy, but I know that that is not the right thing to do. And ultimately, he sends Jess home in his in the moment, he really agonizes over rejecting her after she opened up to him because that's what he fears will happen to him. And he's doing it to someone else. I'm like, strap in. That's all that's ahead of you. So much of the same kind of interaction. He says, I would love to be falling for Jess. She has so much love to give, but you can't fake that stuff. So outside, Jess asks if there's something she did. And he says no. And in the limo, she sobs and says, that is like the last thing I expected. I just feel stupid. I didn't expect not to be able to say bye to anyone. Here for the friendships in the end.
0: I know. It actually, it really does suck when they're just sent home and like let out and they don't even have a chance to hug their
3: friends goodbye. It's just
0: such a sudden like expulsion from this very
3: intense bubble. Right. That's the thing. In a way, it actually is just kinder to do it at the rose ceremony so they can say goodbye to their friends, even if it's kind of lying to them for like two hours but um, it, it it was he coming. He it. needed to do it. Uh, inside, Joey is really struggling with the guilt. He seems to be venting to producers. He's like, that takes so much courage. And then to just get crushed right after, it's the right thing to do, but it's such a hard thing to do. He is not going to survive the end of this season. Like, this, this is just Jess. Like, they barely <laughs> knew each other. <laughs> they spoke a couple times. When he has to send someone, like, that he's genuinely into home, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be so brutal. He's going to spend years in therapy after this season. Inside, he returns to the group and tells them he sent Jess home, and then he gives the group date rose to Jen. Let's talk about Kelsey T's date. Yes.
0: Kelsey. Which, frankly, ugh. has a less stressful energy in certain ways, and I guess not in others. Kelsey uh, T is the just like, date.
3: it's funny because she's so nervous. She's like, I have a lot of nervous energy right now. When she meets him outside, she's visibly fidgeting with nerves. And despite this, she like exudes a calming energy at the same time. Like whenever she's on screen, I feel what Joey feels. It's like she's like a uh, a gravity blanket for me where I'm just like her yeah. soft voice and her mannerisms and the way that she she talks about things, I just find it very soothing. <laughs> yeah, she makes you feel so so comfortable and she's so serene. Yeah. And she's despite despite not being serene at all herself, she's like, my trust level is at zero point zero percent. I have walls up. I'm very nervous. And yet her vibe is still serene. Yes. Like I look. how does she do it? I'm the opposite. I can I'm, feel I'm amazing like and I still yeah. make everyone around me feel nervous. <laughs>
0: Exactly, I'm a Kelsey <laughs> T Stan because
3: I want to be like yeah. her. In his in the moment, Joey says that his connection with Kelsey is real and potent. There's a strong Ooh. physical connection, but it's time to open up and really test it.
0: This would have been a great segue if they were going to like a perfumery,
3: but no, <laughs> they're they're doing Cirque our connection sole. is strong and acrobatic and flexible. <laughs> it's very live. Uh, yeah. Joey's like, we're doing something no one else gets to do by training to be part of Cirque du Soleil. This was also the Ashley's two-on-one with Brad Womack, if you remember. Yes, iconic. After they watch an acrobat practice her routine, she descends and explains that she'll be training them and testing their trust in each other. They start with some trust falls, which we know Joey takes very seriously. And they do great. Of course. They do some, like, tandem loosening up exercises. We hear Kelsey say that she trusts Joey. She hasn't always trusted previous partners. He makes her feel very supported. And then they start doing some exercises where they're they're twirling. Like they're in a harness, they're getting whipped around, that sort of thing. And Joey is not okay. He quickly finds that he cannot handle being twirled around this much. He is so dizzy. They actually do some artsiness with the footage to make it sort of wobbly and doubled to show how woozy he's feeling. He's like, I need Dramamine. I was like, Joey, stick with me. I always have Dramamine. I have ginger chews for you. You know, we could get you some acupressure bracelets. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I understand motion sickness. I've been sick for so many reasons in my life. I know how to help you. After training, he says he's still not over the dizziness. Like, he's just, like, waiting for it to go away, and he's struggling. He's like, right now I'm just focusing on trying not to die. He and Kelsey sit, and he tells her he's still feeling sick, and she comforts him. I really felt for Kelsey, to be honest, on this date. She finally got this one-on-one, and Joey's, like, sick. He's green around the gills. I know. He's so unwell. So poor Kelsey finally got her one-on-one. Joey's, like, too sick to really fully be present, but he's doing his best. And she's like, I'm going to go into the night date with a lot of trust in him that he will accept me for me. Back at the hotel, meanwhile, Lexi is freaking out. She's still been, like, sitting with this conversation with Joey about the timeline. And we see her confiding in Maria about this conversation. Maria's also shocked by the length of his timeline. Although it seems like a pretty normal timeline for a 28-year-old man to me.
0: Yeah, I was like, the shock is confusing to me. But I I do also think that maybe Maria was just like, she's really close with Lexi, clearly. Yeah. And I think there's like an empathy there of like, oh no, like this, I see that this isn't really going to work for you.
3: Yeah. Lexi is like, I just don't know if the timing is right. And she says she needs to talk to Joey again. At this point, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the rest of the episode.
1: Can you keep up? I like, love it.
3: Warmer, sunnier days are calling. I love that. With 35 different meals and more than
0: 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore.
3: Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options.
0: And treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like
3: filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I don't know about the rest of you, but sometimes when I'm having a busy day, like, I don't know, every day... And I'm just running around trying to finish work, trying to deal with daycare pickup. I actually can forget to make time to feed myself something that is actually good for my body, something that isn't just my fifth granola bar of the day. And that's where Factor really comes in and offers me a nice balanced meal that tastes great, that has vegetables, that has protein, that has all those things that I can't find just by grabbing a snack out of my cupboard. And it's really such a game changer. Head to factormeals.com
0: slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get
3: 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: I am someone who has reached the ripe age of 36 and still has no idea how to pack effectively. I am always a stress case, just standing (laughs) over my suitcase, trying to pack for my next trip.
3: And... You know, sometimes I need help. That's when we realize we need to say hello to Quince. It's your new go-to for high-quality vacation essentials you'll be packing for years to come.
0: Oh, they have such good stuff, like premium European linen dresses. Just think about walking along the water in a linen dress. Yes. Or a blouse or shorts from $30, linen. Did I mention Mm, linen? Yeah. Also, washable silk tops, premium luggage options at incredible prices, and so much more.
3: And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes.
0: I personally have been absolutely obsessed with the Quince all day neoprene duffel bag that I got. I have been using it constantly. It's perfect. It's so cute. It fits so much. It even has like an extra place for your keys and wallet. It just makes everything easy.
3: Cannot recommend enough. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials with Quince. Go to quince.com/ltsi for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns.
0: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I to get free shipping and 365 day returns.
3: Quince.com slash L-T-S-I.
0: And we are back. And that night, Joey and Kelsey luckily get to just have dinner in a beautiful place instead of having to perform Cirque du Soleil live in front of a captive audience.
3: God, can you imagine? (laughs) What a terrible date that would be. Kelsey is in black leather. She looks gorgeous. They walked to, like, a stunning old church or something to have dinner. And she tells Joey that she had a lot of nerves, and she's not sure why, because they always have a great time. And he says, you know, I really appreciated you today. I did not make things easy at times with my inability to handle spins. (laughs) It's always getting in the way of finding love, my inability to handle spins. I
0: know. Some, it's like
3: sometimes you gotta spin for love. And when you can it's just <laughs> it's devastating. Like I'm not making things easy because of my nausea. And they praise each other for like how they both showed up during this trying time and how that shows how amazing each other are. And then Kelsey says she does have feelings for him, but with Hometowns coming up, she wants to be very comfortable. This is. Cute for her to start sharing about her family trauma. She basically reveals that she's had a tough relationship with her dad. When she was young, they were very close. They played video games together. They talked about everything. And she says, and he stopped talking to me for a very long time. And Joey understandably is like, I'm confused. What do you mean? How? Why? Kelsey says it was the religion. He wanted her to focus on that and be in the religion. But in her heart, she knew that wasn't where she wanted to be. She chose to go to college, and he didn't support that. And she says, anyone who's in his household had to be in the religion, and so I wasn't allowed to be there anymore. And that hurt. I guess based on how she was talking about this, that it was Jehovah's Witness, and that is correct. I I looked it up later. She is – her father raised her in the Jehovah's Witness. That sounds so hard. Yeah.
0: And also the minute she started saying the religion, I was like, oh God, so many religions are just. I mean,
3: talk about sounding like a cult, like once you're calling the religion, you must be in it to be in the household. She's so emotional and she kind of handles this by speaking in a whisper and smiling really broadly to get through it. You can see that she's used to having a lot of control over expressing her emotions She does dab away a few tears. She says she went to live with her mom after this happened with her dad. She says, it messed with me so bad. I didn't understand it. And it really affected her trust in relationships and men specifically. If someone can be there for you in the beginning and then just totally go away, like, how do you ever really trust what's being offered to you? In his In the Moment, Joey says, I feel bad. I do. She's been through a lot. She should always feel like she deserves to be loved. She should, Joey. She should. The Um, way that he started saying it, though, almost sounded like he was about to be like, I feel bad, I do, but, like, what am I gonna do? You know, there was that kind of (laughs) tone. I feel like he was just so shredded with, like, all of the emotions by this week. I know, and he's trying so hard
0: (laughs) to be so specific to that person's pain. And he, you know, look, he does a pretty good job. And Kelsey says that her relationship with her father is a work in progress. Um, They have started, I guess, rebuilding in the last few years, but he missed
3: large, important parts of her life.
0: She is 31, I believe.
3: Yeah, and it sounds like this happened when she was around 17 or 18. Yeah. Joey thanks her. He's like, it's not easy to share. You have every reason to have those trust issues, but the way that you're working through it shows how resilient and strong you are. And Kelsey says that she really feels like he understands. That means a lot. And she tells him that she does want a husband. She wants to love. So... The things that she's feeling for him. It's amazing. He beams. He says he's happy to hear that. And she whispers, Joey Joe. This is like her nickname for him. I never heard it before. But she says it to him like four times I this like episode. It. I'm into it. They kiss. In his in the moment, he says that she's strong and grown, and he feels even more connected <laughs> and bonded to her. He says, I do believe she can be a great wife. He gives her the rose. They watch a circus acrobat perform while string musicians play. I'm getting, to be honest, from this this date that he really, really likes her, but it's not going to be final, too.
0: I agree. It's sounding I a bit suspect, removed. Yeah, I, I suspect that Kelsey T is w- will go home next week. Yeah, for
3: Yeah, like everything he's saying is like, I feel bonded to her. I believe she'll be a great wife. But these are sort of like words of friendship and admiration more so. than Yeah,
0: and I think he does deeply admire her, but I just don't think,
3: yeah, I don't think it's going to be the
0: relationship for him in the end. So cut right to the next day, the women are all sitting in their suites living room, pumping Maria up for her date. She's very nervous that she's going to get thrown into an adrenaline date. She really does not want
3: to jump out of a plane. Relatable. yeah. That would be so mean, too, after hearing about her, like, traumatic (laughs) history. And we learned from her TikTok that she also shared with him that she was, as an adult, in a really bad car accident in addition to the one she was in as a baby. So to put her on an adrenaline date would seem really mean to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm happy they did not, in fact, do that. The minute that a butler arrives saying, bonjour, it's very clear, at least to those of us who have a deep knowledge of this show, that...
3: She will be getting some form of the pretty woman date. Yes. She heads down. Joey is waiting for her in front of that vintage car-style stretch limo that we saw earlier. Maria is like, I think he saved this date for his favorite Canadian. They immediately just have, like, such a good vibe. I love them together. They bring out, like, a really fun, funny, natural side of each other. And Joey's like, I feel like I can just be with Maria.
0: That's the greatest compliment you could give someone. Like I can just exist with yeah. you. Like that isn't that what you want from a relationship? Yeah. This is the point where Maria starts taking advantage of Joey's utter lack of French comprehension. We have a clip.
1: Say, voulez-vous
4: coucher avec moi?
1: No, because I can tell it's a bad word. You're just going to get me in trouble in another language.
4: No, it's fine. (laughs) Say "boo."
1: No, I'm not saying it until you tell me what it is. Oh!
4: I would have said (laughs) it.
3: They're just so normal. We see lots of them, like, giggling together. I love their dynamic. It just seems like they're always finding a way to laugh. And part of that is even taking these moments of the bachelor date that are very kind of formulaic and trite and romantic like giving each other compliments and referencing the the date structure and it's just an opportunity for them to kind of like ham it up and puncture that sentimentality a little bit like they start giving each other compliments and they're both like just being so over the top and silly with it that they're just cracking each other up and it's just like fun to watch i feel like it's never fun to watch actually the people on dates just like hanging i know out. It's weird. No, Maria is captivating. Yeah. They both have, like, a lot of charisma, and their chemistry is off the charts. So it's like... Off uh, the fucking charts. It's... it's. it's, I love it. Yeah. It's very cinematic. Yeah. It is. It's cinematic. She mentions that the women thought they might be jumping out of a plane, and he says they were right. And she says, I'm gonna be pushing you out of a plane. I don't know about me jumping. And he says, with a completely straight face, I have zero doubts that you would. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're just, like, having fun. I'm obsessed. I don't know. know. I'm obsessed, too. I wish we got this every season. Joey is incredible. It's one thing to, like, fall in love on camera. I believe a lot of them do. But to be able to, like, make the audience feel like we're part of that. And part of that's down to the edit, of course. Like, they're choosing to show these really fun, light moments between them. Instead of being like, oh, everything we show has to be so serious. And show that they're taking this journey seriously. But it's also just that they have that quality, yeah, I, I think part of
0: it is in the cast. Part of it is in the way that they're choosing to edit it. I hope that this would be a good lesson to them that in the future, even if you don't have a Joey level lead, there are things that you can do to make the story yeah. fe- feel more compelling to the audience. Um, and we're getting both of those things here, which just makes it a banger of a season. So they pull up at a local boutique, Claudette by Claudette Floyd and maria gets to put on a little fashion show for joey while delivering her own steady stream of commentary like i feel like often in this situation it's like the bachelor would be delivering the commentary but maria's <laughs> just doing it herself and joey is welcome to to join in yeah. she's like oh this is a very elvira vibe
3: yeah <laughs> yeah she has she has always got something to say she ultimately settles on a sort of sparkly champagne and green pleated gown, which Joey's like, that's the one. And she's like, I love that Joey chose my dress. She she looks beautiful and everything, but it I think it really fits her her vibe. It's just
0: a it's really pretty. Yeah. I did look this gown up and oh, it's gorgeous.
3: Joey then also changes into a fancy little blue suit with black trim. They get back in the limo. And they're very giddy. They're like, oh, look at us. We're a classy little couple. And this is when Maria again tries to make Joey say things in French. And it works better this time. He says, je t'aime to her repeatedly, which means I love you. And she says merci and kisses his cheek and snuggles up to him. I just, she's such an icon with like the the role reversal here. I'm so I'm so obsessed with it, and also I can't believe Joey has not yet learned that Jatem means I love you. They literally it, taught Joey. him that earlier this week.
0: <laughs> also, Joey, it's this it's is the very this basic. is the French phrase everyone it's knows. A very
2: basic, that, like
3: Jatem and Jador. Come on, yeah. Uh, he says with Maria, it just feels natural. I'm not really trying to overthink it too much because that's what the beauty of Maria and my relationship has been. He's one step closer. To saying it, I know, I know.
0: I was like, it's not correct, but he doesn't do the bachelor thing,
3: which is to say, Maria and I's relationship. Yeah. Next time, I want to hear Maria's and my relationship. You can also say our relationship if you want it to sound normal. Or
0: beauty of my relationship with Maria.
3: See, beautiful. The power of (laughs) rephrasing. They pull up to a helicopter. Maria seems petrified. She's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna be jumping out. And then he's like, No, we're not jumping out. I promise.
0: And then and then she her mood just <laughs> markedly improves. She's like, Okay, okay, they didn't just dress me up to force me to jump
3: out of a tiny helicopter. That would be so mean. So mean. Instead, they are walking a red carpet to the helicopter where they sip champagne and take in aerial views of Montreal. I'm on such a high right now. Today was so special. Maria says, he makes me feel, he made me feel so beautiful. And then she has to pause to like control her tears and says, I'm just really happy right now.
0: It was so interesting to see Maria get so emotional because she is someone with kind of like a stony exterior. Yeah. And she uses, you know, humor or kind of. Like she she has a lot of deflection tools. Yeah.
3: And this was a very tender moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I think she's especially had such a rocky journey on the show. And to be able to kind of really relax. Yeah. There must be some. Yeah, no, you're so
0: you're so right. That's part of it. So after we take a quick break for a Bachelorette casting promo delivered fully in French by Jesse Palmer. They're trying to get he was those Canadians so excited, yeah, <laughs> so excited that <laughs> that they asked him to do this. Uh, we are back for the night portion of Maria and Joey's date. They pull up to the Rialto Theater, which I immediately recognized and realized that it is a an old like vintage movie theater, which is now an event space. Um, which is very close to where I lived in the Mile End neighborhood during university. And then I realized, oh, this is the exact theater that I (laughs) used to go to in college um, to watch an, like, interactive Rocky Horror Picture Show
3: screening. And it's, like, a genuinely very cool, very cool space. That would have been a cool day, too, to be honest. They did maybe the (laughs) one thing that I would find cooler than that. Um, There's a sign outside the theater that reads... Je ressens tout. I I feel it all. Um, For us, Feist heads, this is a major Feist tell. Very exciting.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. This is just such a good date. (laughs) They, at first, I was like, where are they? Because they're sitting down for their faux dinner in in what must be some like office within the theater, (laughs) because it is not the main room of the theater. And Maria tells Joey that she got emotional earlier in the best way possible because she just felt so great about the day. And she says, quote, "Today, because it was special towards me and only me, I felt that, and I appreciate
3: that so much, yeah. She's like the one on the two on one didn't count like this is this is for me. I mean, the two on one was is just stressful yeah. and misery, and I do think like <laughs> I know it's production. At, who chooses a lot of the dates and makes a lot of those decisions. But whatever, whoever's doing the final decision-making, it's contributing to the sense that Joey knows these women really well because it does seem like yeah. he is picking really good dates for a lot of them that are exactly what they wanted. And this is such a Maria date, like, with the the cool fashion and then, like, an indie singer. Like, it's very her vibe. So... Joey, you know, tells her that he also needed this date. I think we have a clip of his response.
1: When I tell you like I need it today, I truthfully mean it because there's always times throughout the week where you have those low points and just a day like today where I can just have a good time and not think about much, like it doesn't go unnoticed that you brought that out of me today.
0: No, you bring that out of me too. Like I can be just so in my head, but yeah, every time I'm with you, all of that goes away. You know, today was just
3: an example of that. I think we get along, we make each other oh, laugh. I, it's just such a mutual dynamic. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's the pretty woman date can feel sort of like, you know, he, and that is kind of the idea of the pretty woman date is like, oh, he's just plucked up this sad little person and is like lavishing things on her while she's like, oh, thank you. But whenever he's with Maria, it does feel very even-handed, like they're...
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a very different vibe of the pretty woman date than we normally get, which is either, yeah, this this big man lavishing gifts on this little woman or the way that they often use it, which is to have the woman... Like, have the date drum up tension in the house, Mm, like, by having the woman, like walk through with shopping bags or something. And neither of those things happen here.
3: Yeah, which is really interesting. They could easily use it to reignite the Maria situation. And I think it was a good decision that they didn't because I agree, it's so much fun to watch this dynamic and people are really enjoying their relationship. So why, why ruin it? Uh, Maria tells the camera that she likes everything about Joey. She likes how he listens to her, respects everything about her, allows her to be herself, and puts her mind at ease.
0: I just felt like these were such lovely and specific compliments about Joey, and and they feel accurate to Joey's strengths in a relationship. And I think we've been complimenting Joey for doing that for these women, but it's it's nice to see the women do that for him.
3: Yeah, I feel like often... It's the women struggle to do that because they're like, I think I just like him because he's the bachelor, but they don't actually know right. that. And so it's it's really been fun to see the, how much these women really like Joey and can identify the things they like about him, and vice versa. Like it's just feels so wholesome in like in the best way, not in like a bland way, but like there's something real going on between all these people. There's no trauma dump on this one-on-one. I think mostly because Maria already shared her big trauma on a group date or in a cocktail party. Um, because it, I think yeah. because they were like, you might not get a one-on-one anytime soon. It's time to share your backstory now. But that actually was kind of a gift for the audience because it means that we get this
0: entirely different vibe during this, yeah. this more serious time on the date.
3: Yeah, I agree. Normally, it it can kind of bog down the only conversational part of the date. And we see so much conversation between them that isn't about trauma at all, uh, which gives a much more well-rounded sense of who she is. She also does mention that she was in a past relationship where an engagement was dangled, but he kept putting it off to the far future. And so she ended the relationship she says she just wants someone to mean what they say. And to her, an engagement means marriage next. Joey says that's his intention. And quote, the thought of this not working out scares the living bleep out of me. And I think he said shit. Probably. And Maria tells Joey that she loves every minute with him and she's falling for him in ways she didn't expect, all the different ways that you fall for someone. She says, You make me happy. You truly do. And he says, She makes him happy. She makes him happy too.
0: This date ends on a tiny constructed dance floor in the middle of the theater while Canadian indie pop singer songwriter Feist plays. I screamed. Oh my God. I was like, Finally, a musical artist I know on this show. As I was taking notes when it got to this point, I literally paused for 20 minutes so I could just start listening to old Feist songs. Oh, I did yeah. a musha like, one, two, three, four, uh, mush-a-boom. mushaboom. It really just brought me back yeah. to my college days. I
3: literally did this date. I went to a Feist show with my boyfriend when I was Were in you college. on a tiny
0: stage, just the two no, of you? No, we
3: were in a tiny little area of of ground at the the greek theater in berkeley but it was similar vibes very similar for sure and also his friend was with us so um more of like a two-on-one situation but very romantic i i love feist and maria is like is this feist this is (laughs) feist is so maria coded and she starts crying as they slow dance she's like smooths his hair back she like drapes herself over him it's so cute they both just, they have so much chemistry. It's so, like, sensual. This is really working for me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what am I feeling? I'm feeling like oxytocin. I'm feeling like I'm watching, like, the end of a, like, one of my favorite rom-coms. I'm really, yeah, like— Yeah, they're
0: giving us rom com oh Like, we get God. this a, a few times during this episode, and is it is just, it's so good. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with them. Now I feel certain that Maria's going to Final Four.
3: If she doesn't, it, there's gonna have to be something wild that happens, because yeah. this is, like, the, the it just jumps off the screen. Joey says, I want to be in this with her and spending all this time together. That's telling. He gives her the rose. Afterwards, she's, like, such a sweet, weepy mess. And she tells the camera she got to drop her walls. And he says, after this, I can let go of my worries. I know I'm going to find my wife. Oh.
0: Right when Joey is starting to feel great, it is time for Lexi to dump him, of course. So we cut back to the Fairmont, and Lexi is walking down the hall to go meet Joey. She tells the camera, like, she believes that she was meant to meet him. Their connection is undeniable. But two people need to be on the same page in the same book for the relationship to really work. And she's worried that they're just in different places in their lives. Oh. Yeah, It really, like, she, they make it seem like she hasn't made the decision yet, but it's pretty clear that she has.
3: Yeah. No, I, yeah. she's like, I'm worried we're in different places in our lives, but not in a way like, maybe we'll figure out we're not. It's more like, that's why I need to leave. I really think, again, that this decision was basically made as soon as he told her his timeline. She knocks on his door. He seems sort of surprised to see her. Um, It's not the usual time for a conversation between them. And she she just launches right in and says that she's been reflecting on their earlier conversation. I believe we have a clip. I know that you want
2: more of a long engagement and you want after this to take some time before kids. And sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but that's just like not something that I like have the privilege to do right now with like my health situation. I could look back to our one-on-one in Malta Like I can sincerely say that like I felt so heard and respected and like you made me feel like a whole person (laughs) that like I've never felt that way in a relationship before. Like I hadn't opened up to anyone else about my health and like what having a family would look like to me and I will forever remember that conversation. But. As someone who has infertility, like, I have to take that really seriously as I date, knowing I'm in my 30s now. And that's just something that is going to have to happen probably at a little bit of a faster pace for me. And I think it'd be unfair to keep me here when, like, I'm just on a different timeline.
3: Oh, they're both, like, weepy at this point. He seems really stricken. I also want to like on a lighter note say it's sort of funny to me how deeply the bachelor phrases are ingrained in us that she actually says it would be unfair to keep me here when what she probably means to be saying is it would be unfair for me to stay and like take a spot but like we're so accustomed to being like oh it would be unfair for me to keep you here when you have a child at home it would be unfair for me to keep you here like that's the formulation so she just falls right into that. But she's the one who's like, I need to remove myself. And Joey was not expecting this.
0: No, he says he's honestly stunned and he says he'll never forget Malta. And he reiterates what she said on their date that he felt so good that she felt comfortable enough to share her, her health history with him. And he says he did see a potential future with her and her health issues didn't scare him. But he did realize that they'd have to get on the same page. He said he was thinking about, what does this mean for her? Does it mean she needs to have kids right away? Yeah. And the whole thing is just really sad because it's a breakup that occurs in no way because of their lack of affection for each other. And that's that's always a hard breakup to watch. It's a practical breakup.
3: Yeah. Lexi says that it will be really hard to open up to someone else and get a similar response, which is such a sad thing to Uh hear. She's like, you're just so kind and amazing. And it's clear that she's like, I'm going to go back out there and other men are not going to be as kind about this. He whips out those classic thumbs and wipes her tears away. And he basically says, I was hoping we could talk about this next week and figure out what whether we could Make that make it work, but you wouldn't be here now if you didn't feel this strongly about it. And I understand. I really think that Lexi just doesn't ultimately want to end this show with him feeling like he needs to alter his timeline for her, and like the pressure that would put on them. Because it's clear that like he's open to talking about it, and I think it just like freaks her out that she would be the reason that he was moving much faster than he actually wanted to.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially because there's already so much pressure on any couple that comes out of this show. And I also think she can probably see that there are other women there who have a great connection with him who don't have the pressure of this timeline. And so, like, how much more painful would it be to get further down the road and then ultimately come to the same conclusion?
3: Exactly. It's like best case scenario is they end up together and she feels like she's put a lot of pressure on on the timeline that he didn't want to be there, and he's just doing it for her. Worst case scenario is she stays longer, and he ends up going with someone who's more aligned with him on timeline because he has so many good connections, and that will hurt really badly. So it's, like, better to leave and, and avoid all of this. Um, and they're both really, really sad. I think we have uh, another clip of Joey here.
1: I hate this. This isn't, this isn't what I had in my head or what I thought was going to happen. But you're going to get everything that you want, and you're going to make a remarkable Thank mother. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh, there was something so moving to me about that.
3: Yeah. That was a very kind, Beautiful. kind yeah. way to end. Um,
0: they share just a very sweet and devastating parting hug, and Joey tells the camera he feels crushed. He said he could see Lexi as his wife, so it feels weird to just have that connection end. And he was willing to figure it out and talk it through, but he says, "quote It doesn't feel right to let someone that special walk out." Oh, poor yeah. Joey. Lexi goes back to the suite and she tells Daisy and Maria that she was like, "I wanted to tell the two of you." that I've ended things with Joey and I'm leaving. And they both just immediately start crying. Another very sweet friendship moment.
3: Yeah. She wonders to the camera if she made the right decision, but she says you can't make someone ready for something that they're not. He doesn't need to be ready for that right now. That's okay. But I'd be remiss to say it didn't break my heart.
0: Oh, Lexi.
3: It just seems like such a mature decision to me.
0: Exactly. Like, just, I actually loved that they showed this kind of breakup because this felt so real to me, Yeah, especially when you get into your late 20s, into your 30s, later in your life, and you have a better sense as an individual of what it is that you need and want. Yeah, And it's no longer just, did I find someone who likes me and I like them, but did I find someone that's going to be on the same page w- with me about the decisions that we want to make for our lives?
3: Yeah, 100%. Um It's a very real conversation. I definitely had that conversation even when I was 25 in my relationship because I knew what my timeline was. And that's such a a normal thing that we rarely see discussed. Um, But this really reinforces Joey's insecurities from this week, that all the women he loves are going to leave him and reject him. He's like, I just don't want to end this alone. It's a good thing he has, like, seven women left who are amazing and obsessed with him. (laughs) (laughs) he just needs one yeah joey it's gonna be okay bud the next day he puts on his gray plaid suit to get ready for the cocktail party he's still terrified they're all going to leave but he must soldier on meanwhile the women are also shaken by lexi's departure the ones who don't have roses are getting pretty anxious Leia is actually the only one we see sounding an optimistic note. She's like, I'm feeling pretty confident. You know, there's more pressure this week, but pressure makes diamonds. Not very nice of I them was to like, include oh, I know.
0: I was like, okay, so they want us to think Leia's a little delusional about her connection. And also, obviously, she's going home.
3: Yeah. I do think she seems a little delusional. I mean, I wanted to touch on this because we didn't dig in that much last week on on leia but i i'm starting to think that production is totally punishing her for burning that card and sending like a bit of a message that if you throw if we give you something like this and you you know play to the rest of the women or men by by tossing it away we will make sure that you don't get a one-on-one like you can't just wait for your one-on-one it's not coming (laughs) And we will drive yeah. you to madness and make you the villain. And that's oh, not to yeah. say that yeah. she didn't make any of those choices. She absolutely did. And she does seem a little delusional. And she has been kind of a mean girl. But they have been absolutely playing that up in the edit.
0: 100%. 110%.
3: Like, the, it, it is happening on both
0: ends, right? Like, she's making decisions. And also, they are pushing her towards and highlighting those qualities. Yeah. It's it's starting to feel mean.
3: Yeah. On the part of the show. I do think that, like, you know, it still could have been a good decision. If Joey liked her enough, she would still have gotten a one-on-one. They wouldn't keep him I from mean, having th- a date with the one of his front runners. But, Leia yeah. Leia is
0: 23. He likes her. I don't, I just don't see them yeah. having such an intense connection. Like, I just don't think that her energy is really the energy that he's most drawn to. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it kind of left her in a in a bad position. And I still agree with her move in the sense that, stealing a one-on-one from someone that he
3: actually wanted to spend time with. Yeah. Wouldn't necessarily endear her. No, that to him. would have been a disaster too. Like yeah. it kind of was a no-win scenario. I feel like she took the best approach she could, but I do think that it also made production want to set a bit of an example.
0: Absolutely agree.
3: They're like you will you will let yourself be drawn into horrible drama or we will find another way to ruin your time here. Joey comes in and tells all the women about his terror that his love will not be reciprocated. It's like every time he sees them, actually, he is opened with his insecurities and how hard of a time he's having. And I don't think it's making them feel better yet, but it's totally valid for him to share how he's feeling with them. And I do support it. All of the women completely melt. They're like, oh, poor Joey. All of a sudden, all of them are like, Joey's been reassuring me this whole time. When am I reassuring I to reassure, him? I need to reassure Joey.
0: <laughs> it is pretty hilarious because then it's just a series of women being like,
3: Joey, you made me sad and you're amazing. Yeah. You're always telling me that I'm amazing. When's the last time I told you that you are the <laughs> kindest, funniest, sexiest guy I've ever met? Because that's how I feel. And it, there are these trends, like there was a date uh, or a cocktail party the group date where every conversation was about how insecure they all felt. And now it's yeah. a con- every group every conversation is a conversation about how insecure he feels.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Caitlin pulls Joey first and she, she does this. She's like, your toast made me sad. And so she gives him a little pump up. She's like, I admire your compassion and emotional intelligence. I think I have a lot to learn from you. And this is when he says, thank you. For trying to find a way (laughs) to make me feel special.
3: Oh, brutal. It's just...
0: Trying. 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 It's just, okay, it's not there, unfortunately. I love Caitlyn, but it's just not there for them. And
3: she made it a lot further on his season than I think she would have on a lot of seasons because she comes off as so normal. Like, doesn't carry herself like an Instagram model. And he liked that, but, like, he's not in love with it. Daisy's up next, and I thought that she did such a good job here.
0: <laughs> she she starts off kind of on a somber note. Um, she tells the camera, you know, it's getting tough to on all of us to see that he's building so many great connections. She says, everyone's realizing, oh, I really like him, but that means he also might really like her. She also makes a little joke about, like, how the gloves are coming off as she removes her long green silk gloves, which perfectly match her strapless gown. I just… Gloves are back. I I loved it. I also love how Daisy's, like, the gloves are coming off, and then her move is to be, like, is to, like, make a little joke to Joey. Yeah. She's the least mean girl ever. She tells Joey that she lights up inside when she's around him, and she starts to take a serious tone. She's like, look just really want to be open with you and i have to warn you this is it's make or break for me joey's face he's bracing to fall. himself he's like, he's like again <laughs> he's like oh no he's starting to panic and then she's like can you give a good foot massage
3: and she's like i need them every night maybe multiple times and i prefer it hard and they're like hee hee he. i mean That's
0: what she said. Yeah,
3: that is truly what she said. I mean, she's not even hiding it. She's like, maybe this is a sort of a a metaphor for something else that I like in my relationship. Uh, This definitely lifts Joey's spirits a little bit. And Jen is also someone who always lightens the mood for him. So during their time together, she, she does something a little bit risky. She's like... I want to teach you something, like you taught me how to surf. I want to teach you how to play the piano. The piano, inconveniently, is like in the room with all of the other women.
0: I'm going to say I don't think this was the best I don't think this was a good idea. I think it unnecessarily put the other women in a position to feel resentful or jealous. And it didn't, there wasn't enough of a payoff to make that worth it
3: right yeah she's and like, i also
0: think joey is really aware of when he's making the other women uncomfortable yes. so i like don't even think he could fully lean into it
3: that's the thing like joey is just dis- like jen is the only person who doesn't seem to be distracted although maybe that she's just hiding it really well joey like is like oh god all the other women are watching the other women are like oh should we talk about the weather like what are we supposed to do and Jen's like, just keep talking. Don't mind us. They're minding. They're definitely minding. Everyone's
0: minding, Jen. Yeah. This isn't a good idea. Teach
3: him how to play piano by like playing on his back or something and turn it into a cute little back massage thing. I don't know. I thought this was a bad idea. Uh, I also wondered if it was foreshadowing for a potential drama with Jen next week. Yeah, I think that it's possibly the case that like there, sometimes there are these little moments and then it bubbles up and we haven't seen the previous little moments and so it's confusing. I think they're trying to like, Lay some of that groundwork here. Seed something. Yeah, exactly. While Leia and Kelsey uh, get their little moments with Joey, we hear Rachel's running in the moment about how they just all have to remain in a good headspace and know that he's just trying to talk with everyone. Like, she's clearly bothered, but she's trying to be like, there's no reason to be bothered. This is just how the show works, and I just have to, like, roll with it. I'm going to stay focused on my connection to Joey and just really lean into that. So when they chat, of course, she immediately jokingly thanks him for serenading us. And he's like, oh, God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's like mortified by by the Jen moment. And she also says, you know, you always make me feel validated and I want to do that for you. And at this point, he's like, so I realized that my speech really scared a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, everyone <laughs> seems concerned and feels the need to compliment. Me yeah, this now. is like it's
3: the just... <laughs> the bachelor version of like vague booking something and then you suddenly get like fifteen texts from friends who are like, Oh my god, I saw your tweet. Is everything okay? And you're like, Oh yeah, yes. I was just in like a bad mood today. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At
0: this point, Rachel says, you really are amazing. Don't get in your head. And then she pauses and says, I know you will, but... (laughs) And she doesn't even clock this moment, but Joey is so delighted by it. He just starts laughing and laughing and she's like, what? And he's like, well, you said I know you will. And you can tell that it makes him feel really seen and understood by her. Like He appreciates that she sees that he's not just this you know, a hundred percent smooth up being yeah. unanxious person. He's yeah. like, oh,
3: you get me. <laughs> he had that time at the beginning of the episode and he was like, Everyone expects me to be perfect. Everyone expects me to be like energetic, get up and go, Joey. And now Rachel's basically saying, I know that there is this other side of you where you're neurotic.
0: <laughs> and that's like Yeah, and that she just breezes you. by yeah. it. It's like the casual nature of the comment that I think made him feel so good. And he tells the camera, I think overall this was a very successful week. So many women said nice things to me.
3: By that measure, Joey, this is a very successful <laughs> podcast. And I, I just want you to know that this is a safe space for you for now. We can absolutely <laughs> never meet Joey no, because it will God. be too mortifying. <laughs> Don't meet your heroes, they say. Yeah. Before Joey leaves to prepare for the rose ceremony, he says that he'll be saying goodbye Two amazing women. The women, there's like a rustle amongst them. They're all turning their heads like, women, did he say women? Was that a mistake? Because two women have already gone home this week, Jess and Lexi. They kind of clearly all hoped that there were only three women's marked to leave and so there would only be one rose. Uh, one, one woman going home at the rose ceremony, that is. And Leia's like, the narrowing down has definitely begun. It. Has it, and it will it continue. Has. And they're clearly all like clinging to that hope. They're like, Maybe he made a mistake. Maybe it's only going to be one woman going home. But then they arrive for the rose That's ceremony, not. and there's a dramatic unveiling of the platter, and there are only three roses to give out. All the women turn and whisper to each other in horror. Two women are going home. Jen, Maria, and Kelsey T already have roses, and so there are, there are three more women who are going to receive roses.
0: It was just so obvious who was going to get these roses at this yeah,
3: point. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, because Daisy
0: and Kelsey A are just final four. Like, yeah. Like, so obvious. And I think Rachel has really risen in
3: the rankings
0: for me. Yeah. So I
3: see all three of them as potential final four. And Caitlin same. and Maya are just clearly not. Like, you would have to have, like, a visible crack in a relationship for someone like Rachel... To go home over someone like Caitlyn, who hasn't had a one-on-one. That's the
0: thing. That's the thing. It's just it's pretty clear. Yeah. So the roses go to Daisy and Kelsey A. And then before the final rose is given out, we get a voiceover of Leia, which I think was totally frank and Bitten together. Yeah, <laughs> because we don't see her see her saying any of it, and she says, "Come on, Joseph, make the right decision. Say my name." And to me, each of those sentences sounded pulled from a different clip. Like yeah. the the room tone was different in all three of them.
3: Completely agree. So
0: also you could but,
3: get that probably from any rose ceremony that she's ever been in.
0: That's yeah. Yeah. I they just really again they wanted to make her seem really overconfident to the end. And while I'm sure some of that is true, they're putting effort in. Yeah. And that was obvious.
3: But the final rose, of course, goes to Rachel. I like Rachel is like kind of under the radar. I don't know if she's final four, but I just like I love her. Is. I kind of
0: think she is. I
3: I think she's the fact that she like wore glasses on their group date. Like, I feel like she's very. She feels very like. Natural and unselfconsciously herself on the show that like we very rarely see these days now that the show has become so like veneers and like, you know, permed eyebrows and like all this stuff like he he's drawn to these women who are not quite like that. And Rachel is for say, me, like, I love her.
0: It's so interesting because I think there are a lot of women who are doing so well on this season That with a different Bachelor, we just wouldn't see. Like, even a Kelsey A has this kind of different energy. Maria has a very different energy than we've normally seen. It's not self-conscious in that way, but it is. Yeah. She is fully realized and herself. And he is, yeah, he's very, very drawn. I think, honestly, all of the final six have bits of
3: that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think that... Kelsey A is so interesting. She's obviously gorgeous. She looks like Julia Roberts. Like, she's stunning. But she does have that energy where if she said, I was bullied in high school, I would believe her. You know, she doesn't, like, inhabit herself in that way that, like, someone who's always been the popular hot girl does.
0: Yes, just that, like, preternatural confidence. She does not have that. And And it is, it's relatable to see that. 100%. So, of course, Caitlin and Leia are going home. Rachel just immediately breaks down into tears as the two of them leave like these friendships run deep and sweet Kelsey A just lays her head on Rachel's shoulder and says it's okay it's good to feel
3: emotion." <laughs> oh, I love them. As she leaves Caitlin tells Joey that he has a bunch of amazing women but she's clearly super sad she's beating herself up and she tells the camera she's disappointed she didn't get a lot of time with Joey. She didn't show her full personality. And she's kicking herself because she didn't really dig deep. And I hate that. I do hate when they leave feeling like they. They did it's something. It's their fault. Yeah, they did something.
0: You I didn't, Caitlin.
3: Didn't, yeah, that's. I don't think she should leave with regrets. I think that she, they had a really lovely relationship. We saw some some beautiful sides of her. And I just don't think people should ever leave Feeling like they failed in some way just because they weren't the right person for the lead,
0: yeah, I know, and I imagine it's so easy to feel that way, but so much of it is just about like an inherent chemistry or the the choices of production, and I just hope these women feel like like all of them gave what they could, and they honestly have all done a really great job of putting themselves out there, so yeah, we love you,
3: Caitlin, Leah. <laughs> well, Leia's bad edit continues. I feel like it's the most obvious in the whole episode in in her exit that they are really, really leaning on this edit. Uh, I think we have a clip.
2: I think it's just unfortunate that I wasn't, you know, given the full opportunity to have that time with Joey and see what Joey and Leia really looks like. But, that's truly his loss. Of course, I I wish him the best, and I hope that his person really is in there. And I just hope that he can walk away with this with no regrets and no what ifs.
3: And then what's really interesting to me is what happens next. A producer asks Leia off-screen if she has any regrets. And we see Leia sort of smiling through her tears a little bit, like looking down. But we don't get an answer. She probably did answer... But they show her as if she is not answering the question. And this, to me, is what really puts the edit beyond, like, this looks bad in context because she's been given a mean girl edit. Because I do think if we liked Leia, if she were presented as more of a positive figure, that could be a really empowering, self-confident way to leave. Like, it's his loss. Like, I wish him the best, and I hope that his person is in there. But, like, I still feel like I'm a catch. And... By ending it with that little tag, it's an extra flourish to be like, I'm sure you're all wondering if Leia regrets how she acted, and she doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think it's It's a little final dig to make her seem particularly unself-reflective and it especially contrasted with caitlin Mm. who is putting it all on herself who is who is so kind and generous to joey as she leaves him and takes all the pain on herself we see leia foisting it off which isn't inherently bad at all as you said it's yeah frankly probably more emotionally healthy yeah, I support
3: it like I honestly think it's yeah. kind of messed up to give her this edit and the exit even though there's a lot of stuff she did that I don't like
0: it's no it's rude that's yeah that's, and that's why I think we wanted to talk about it because it yeah. was just so obvious the hand shaping how yeah. we feel about Leia and that doesn't take away from our criticisms of Leia's behavior which I think are very fair But the show, it is always interesting and important to note when the show is, yeah, going beyond what happened and, like, really curating how we feel about someone. Yeah,
3: like, you're giving them material. She's giving them the material in this that could be, like, a really, like, fan favorite heading onto the beach or whatever material. Like, she's still confident. She's down but not out. Like, she believes in herself. And they instead edit it in this way to make her seem... Yeah, unself-reflective, mean girl to the end. Like, even if she did have regrets about how she handled things, I doubt that she's going to be here in the limo at this moment being like, oh, yes, th- no, thank you for asking that. Um, I do feel really bad about how I handled things with Maria. No, of course not. So, like, it really is just I also, like...
0: I also wondered if the thing that was dangling there was like, do you regret burning that card? That is, that is what I Yes, I, I think that's of. definitely what was dangling there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> do you regret... Bu- but, like, I do think that she shouldn't regret that in the sense that like what good would it have done her to get a date that joey didn't want to have with her uh poor poor Leia. rougher run than it looked like it was going to be at the beginning next week they're all headed to jasper in
0: alberta i'm relieved we said last week we hoped that they would not leave north america and like head back to europe just to go do a bunch of Um, hometown dates in North America, and they are not. They are staying in Canada. And they are going to a very, very beautiful province. And next week, it's time to figure out who's going to hometowns. Jen continues her kind of like good time girl edit (laughs) where we get a clip of her saying like, I just want to get naked and cuddle in the woods. We see they're going to do a polar plunge and a horseback ride. Daisy says that she's not going to tell Joey she's in love with him just to get a rose. Daisy's making a fan-favorite comeback next
3: week. Yeah. I can tell. It's interesting that they showed that. I am curious what's next for them because she was such an early front runner. but as the other women have started to come into play, I don't see her connection as being one of the strongest ones anymore. It feels more... Friendly, like I don't see, think that I've seen the same level of like romance and passion with them. And it's interesting that Daisy seems to feel the same way. Like she's like, we're clearly just not there in this clip, but we'll see what the context yeah. is. Maybe, maybe the context is her she, being I like, think she's I'm not going to say just to get a rose, but I am in love with you. Oh, interesting. Could be it. Could be
0: a mislead. I just think that she's going to. Uh, she feels due for a uh, second one-on-one, and I she's just, definitely I getting get one see their relationship grow leaps and bounds next week. Maria also is having doubts. She says, we see her saying, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And Joey is just getting all kinds of freaked out. This week is going to crush him. He's, he's gonna, just so scared.
3: He's going to have to start sending home people that he's had one-on-ones with. He hasn't done that yet. He's I only know. sent home, He's Lexi left on her own. She's the only person. He's, yeah, in a way, <sighs> I was like, Joey, Lexi did you a massive favor. Yeah. No, she really did. She saved did. you. She saved you
0: one like devastating breakup that you have to initiate. And I think You're he might out have fought
3: this. harder if he didn't, on some level, know that. I think there must have been I a agree. part of him that was like, now I don't have to do this later. And like, that was always the most likely outcome here. So I gotta, I can't, he can't like fight for her to stay and then send her home next episode. It would kill him. <laughs> he wouldn't no. be okay.
0: He's I'm I worry he still will not. He's be okay. not.
3: I'm serious. He is going to be in therapy for years. I am I'm afraid for him.
0: Let's move on to love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start with love to see it. We obviously love to see the most cinematic, beautiful rom-com little little bit between Joey and Jen, when Joey tries Jen's absolutely disgusting poutine and responds as if she personally betrayed him. It is so adorable.
3: Yeah, I don't know why it was so cute, but I fucking loved it. I also love to see Joey doing the right thing and sending Jess home during the group date the minute that He heard her say she was falling for him and he realized that he felt nothing for her except a mild friendship. It was the right decision. Also,
0: loved to see Kelsey T's adorable nickname for Joey, Joey Joe, which made several (laughs) appearances on their one on one. So cute. Cute. And
3: bold to give a nickname to the bachelor, you know. I respect it, it's a move. Uh, I love to see Maria really hitting her stride. Like, she's such a delight. She... Love her. Honestly, navigated the, the drama surprisingly well, considering I continued to like her through it. And when she's not locked in combat, when she is, like, being romantic and fun on a date, like, I could just watch it all day. I know. And also, you can really see that she has great
0: friendships with a lot of the women during this episode. Yeah.
3: Yeah, honestly, what's starting to happen is that the women who really didn't get along with her are just not having strong connections with Joey, and they're all leaving. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's her and her friends are mostly the people who are left.
0: Also, would love to see a one-on-one that was fun primarily because of the conversation and banter between the two people instead of drama, trauma, or a weird activity that also involves some sort of trauma. Simply <laughs> by existing, <laughs> like no yeah, one had to I jump was, out of a plane,
3: vomit, like
0: yeah. Good time. There weren't like
3: weird crafts involving painting things with your body. They genuinely were just fun to watch. Having a conversation, and I want so many more dates like that, like that one. Also, love to see Feist
4: <laughs> Obviously. on my TV.
3: This was such a gift—a musician that we love, a Canadian icon. Thank you so much for gracing our screens.
0: And now it's time for a hate to see it. We hate to see sweet Joey breaking down over the expectations of perfection the world has placed on him cruelly. We <laughs> hate to see him in pain, but I have to admit, part of me does love to watch him softly
3: weep. Yeah. It's the, the it's the beauty of, of genuine emotion, and that's real. It's pathos. We also hate to see motion sickness becoming the dreaded third wheel during the Cirque du Soleil date. I wanted to just jump in there and get Joey some strong ginger tea, some acupressure bracelets, some Dramamine, like whatever it was going to take to get him back on those spinning harnesses. It, It made me sad to see him
0: suffer. Also hate to see Leia getting in her own way until the very end and also the show Actively getting in Leia's way until the end.
3: Both are true and both made it very rough to watch. Yeah. Such a fall from her entrance to her exit. Brutal. I really hated to see all of the women starting to break down under the weight of their crushes on joey it's relatable like we're all there we're all like i love joey and i have to watch his connections with other women right in front of my face but it's probably harder for them because they know him personally and not just from television (laughs) and i i i genuinely like love pretty much all of the women who are left i want the best for them me too and it's hard to watch them feel sad and
0: insecure And finally, our Camp Counselor Energy Rating out of 10 ooey gooey s'mores. And I just want to remind everyone that a high Camp Counselor Energy Rating does not mean an incredible episode. And a low Camp Counselor Energy Rating does not mean a bad episode. So I loved this episode, but I thought that it was a significantly lower amount of Camp Counselor Energy. I was going to give it about a four because... Joey and all of his campers, I'm sorry, I mean women, are just really struggling emotionally this week. And Joey simply doesn't have the capacity to be, like, really leading them on a hike and, you know, dealing with all of their emotional needs. Because he has emotional needs.
3: Yeah, like, this is, like, that moment when you know your teachers has to step out of the class and you realize they're crying you know like he his his emotional self has like broken through his role he's not able to like adequately embody that authority and fun because it's just it's all just too much to bear so i think we're we're at a four this week for camp counselor energy and you know i think it maybe he just needs a week off or like get to go into town for the weekend to blow off some steam cuz the responsibility all of these campers' well-being is getting really heavy for him.
0: And on that note, that's it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire.
3: Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang.
0: If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course... Spread the word about Love to See It to all of your friends.
3: If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clareandemmapod at gmail.com. You
0: can also find us on TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clareandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clareandemmapodsubstack.com. I'm also on social media
3: at Rose, And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week.
2: Fire Ditcher
4: Hear that? It's the call of the Crave And when the Crave calls, you know what to do Try the $5 Bacon Bundle Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm.